Why, hello, and welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Hope you're doing well uh, amidst all the crazy isolation, quarantine, corona stuff. Um, it's, I mean, we're going on a couple weeks now where we're, our, our response has been, I would say, maybe more, uh, more with, with our response being more serious. So, we're going to kick off today's episode. We're going to just talk about a number of random topics, kind of shotgun fire, just uh, from the hip a little bit. Got a few notes. But let's start with a quick update on the Rona, as I call it. So, um, we, we've eclipsed f- uh, half a million cases. We're at 550,000. We're at 24,000 deaths. And uh, we are at 128,000 recoveries. So, uh, sitting at about a 4% mortality rate, uh, really high, a little concerning, but I do think most of those, and I don't have any sort of stats here, but I do think most of those would, uh, would be those over 40 or over 50. And now we are seeing more, um, we're learning more every day. So, uh, looks like some people lose their sense of smell when they get it. Which is interesting. And have, um, and then also I think we're seeing some more deaths with, with younger people. But you got, a, you got just under 400,000, 396,000 active cases, 153,000 closed cases. So it continues to go up. And if we look at it by country... I think the U.S. now is uh, leading. Yep, we are now leading the world in cases. We we have eclipsed Italy and China, and we have eighty five thousand cases, um, three hundred twenty new cases, and uh, total deaths at thirteen hundred. So. <clears throat> Uh, the U.S. is now leading the world. I saw one meme, and it was like, it's right, we're number one. <laughs> uh, it was pretty funny. China remains stable at 81,000, but I'm skeptical. I don't know. I'm just, I'm skeptical. You say that, you know, there's 74,000 recovered, that they've got this thing under control. But there's just always that little bit of, like, doubt in the back of my mind when it comes to China. And I think something interesting that I've seen is... Me just taking that, or people just taking that premise that, like, eh, can we really trust these numbers from China? Like, they may, they may not be, like, just absolutely lying or wrong, but I feel like, you know, they're obviously making it, make it, even if they don't have it fully under control, they obviously want that to be the perception, because that's what China does. It's the kind of disinformation that they have always done, but I've, I've heard people be like, well, like, you know, we don't, we don't, you know, we just kind of have to believe that and, and go, which, and I'm just like, wait a minute, are you, are you low-key defending China right now? Like, is that what, is that what we've become? And <laughs> it blows my mind in a lot of ways. I'm not sitting here trying to say their number is wrong and they're totally aligned to us. I'm just saying I'm skeptical of any official information that comes out of China. Because as we saw, they did try and slightly cover it up early on, and so word got out slower, and people got mobilized. Uh, people were who were infected or could have been infected and carried it around the world. And so it could have, I'm not saying it could have been totally stopped, but it could have been stemmed a little bit quicker. Uh, But here we are. Um, Then Italy with 80,000 with no reported new cases, 
They have 8,000 deaths, though, so that's about a 10% mortality rate. That's gnarly. Spain's up to 64,000 with 4,000 deaths. Um, Germany's at 47,000, but only 285 deaths. And then Iran at 32, France at 29, and then it drops off to 11,000. So those are your leading countries to big numbers. The big question continues to remain. What are, you know, how long is this going to last and what are going to be the repercussions? Um, you know, are we dealing it, dealing with it the right way? Um, uh, I'm just, I'm holding out, I'm holding out strong, holding out faith. I hope you guys are that like, we're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. Um, just follow, I mean, follow the guidelines and the, the buzzword for uh, this time is social distancing. Make, make sure you're doing your due diligence in social distancing. And uh, I, I'm doing my best too. But anyways, uh, that's just, I just like to do a quick update on uh, the corona. And, you know, let's go ahead and do an update on Oklahoma. Because I assume my listeners are probably going to be in Oklahoma. So we'll just go ahead and buzz through there. We're still pretty low on the totem pole. Yeah, two hundred, but we're up to 250 cases with seven deaths. And I believe most of those cases are within uh, or in the metro area, the Oklahoma City area. So, all right, that's enough about Rona. It gets enough airtime. I'm sure everybody and their mom, that's all we talk about now because we're trying to kill time. And speaking of kill time, um, <clears throat> what have you been, been your go-to activities? I know that there's, uh, there's, there's that Tiger King uh Netflix limited series, which is amazing. You want to talk about like amazing TV? Um, everyone in it is totally crazy. I think I'll, I might do an episode where I break it down, but definitely worth the watch. Um, the only sad part for me uh, as an Oklahoman is I just see now one more example of why people are going to think we are just uh, just. <laughs> crazy uh, gun-toting rednecks down here in Oklahoma, and I think people are going to think Oklahoma, and that's what they're going to think of when there's plenty of people like Joe, like like that, gun-toting, love to go out and shoot and stuff. I mean, I like to do that, but it's just not as like widespread as a lot of times our minds will, will lead us to believe. Well, there's that. There's been beautiful weather, um, too, which is hilarious. It's like, hey, everyone stay at home. Don't go do anything. And then the weather has just become full, like, beautiful spring weather. And I'm just like, this is this is, this is is some cruel irony right here. That sucks. But you can still get out and go walk and stuff and enjoy it. Just, you know, don't go do it with other people. Just go by yourself. Oh, my gosh. Uh and uh, let's talk a little bit about sports after I tell this little story of mine that really pissed me off. So I, I went to go and uh, I went to go uh, check out some guns and stuff just because I've been, I've been interested in a while maybe getting a little handgun or something just to keep it in the house for a little, you know, use utilize my Second Amendment right, but also, um, you know, take, take my protection in my own hands. Well, I go to this gun shop or this range, I should say. Just to browse, and they had two double doors, like right next to each other. I go in, and, and upon coming out, I go and I push one of the doors, and it just hard stops me. And I go, "Oh, I'm that guy." Just pushed the wrong door, and you know what? I I feel like there probably was a "Please use other door" sticker on it, and 
I'm the type of guy. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> I'm the type of guy who's going to say, look, the, the sign's there. You should have read it, dummy. But then, of course, I, that gets thrown back in my face when I live that out. And so, for me, I'm just... But then on the other side of it, I say, all right, you have, like, two double... You have double doors, so you have one door, uh, or you have two doors, that you, but you only unlock one and use one door. My then frustration becomes, why not just have a single door? And some of these places, the, the layout may have been decided, and they may just be tenants in this, in this kind of shopping center scenario, but... Nonetheless, it still frustrates me because I feel like more often than not, or I feel like a lot of the time, I'm not going to say more often than not, I feel like so much of the time, th- there are places like this. They have two doors to use, but they only unlock one. And I don't know if I don't know what the reasoning behind this is. Is it security? Or is it they just want to use one door? Is it for the sake of their energy bill? Because it's going to let out that much more air if you have two doors opening and closing all the time. I don't know. But <laughs> right after that moment, I was like... Why, why even have double doors if you're only going to use one of them? This, this feels like bad planning and design. Of course, I'm just being, I think, overly critical because when, when I actually thought about it, I was like, well, this is, uh, this is like a, a shopping center type scenario where it's one big building and then you can rent out the space. And, but they've been there for, for forever, too. It's not like a recent, like, oh, I just got in. I don't know. Um, just one of those random pet peeve uh, pet peeves of mine that's just endlessly frustrating sometimes to be like, now, I mean, I take a deep breath and I just move on to the next thing, but there's just kind of one of those thoughts where I was like, what the freaking heck? Um, and on that same trip, I will say I saw the most convincing, I say most convincing, uh, most entertaining, the, uh, best advertisement for colonoscopy, uh, for a colonoscopy, I, I've ever seen and maybe we'll ever see. It's just a so it was a billboard, just words on it. it said colonoscopy ad. Slight. Oh wait, that it did not say that. That was my notes. So it said uh, it said something about like get your colonoscopy. Uh, slight pain in the butt, still better than cancer. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I I looked at it. I was like, you've got me. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Let a doctor sh- shove shove a couple fingers up there. Make sure I'm all right. I mean, I'm young enough, I don't need that yet, but definitely when it gets, when, once I get to the age, it's like, yeah, go get the colonoscopy. <laughs> Slight pain in the butt, still better than cancer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, you know, when you put it that way, it's like, yeah, why, why aren't we just getting those for fun? No, I'm kidding. Totally kidding. No homo. But I just thought that was that was kind of funny and entertaining. Really, I love I love seeing good ads like that because most of the time ads are annoying or dumb or they put kids on there to try and draw you in with the cuteness. But that one's actually really simple, but uh, but funny and effective. And if I was of the colonoscopy a recommended age group, I would uh, and I and I wasn't already con- you know planning to get one. That would that would turn the tides for me. I'd be like, you know, you're right. Definitely better than cancer. Yeah, I think I'll just I'll 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 take. I'll take the finger on this one, or fingers. I don't know how many, how, what they do there. But let's talk a little sports now. So the NFL's been wild. They're still holding their draft. It's going to be virtual. Um, but on top of that, <sighs> several big stories. Tom Brady, TB12, going to TB. So now it's TB times TB. He's trying to get that trademarked. I'm not surprised. Uh, go for it. But 
I think that's going to be really exciting because you know what we're seeing for the first time in a long time, or really ever for that matter? We're seeing Tom Brady with some serious weapons at receiver. Some serious weapons. You got Chris Godwin. You got Mike Evans. Um, there's somebody else that I can't remember right now. But even those two already, like, just his his top two guys right there, that's more firepower than he has had most of his career in New England. He had that one season with Randy Moss, and they shattered records and went 18-1. and <laughs> Couldn't quite go 19-0. And... And it was insane. And that was just having one weapon. Now he's got multiple. He's got a great coach in Bruce Arians. I'm really, really excited. Uh, feel a little bad for Jameis, but maybe, but maybe Tampa Bay's plan is bring Tom in, let Tom sling it, show Jameis the ropes for a season or two, and then Tom retires after a couple good years in Tampa, and uh, Jameis steps up and now has learned from the GOAT. And just starts making crazy moves. Now, am I super confident in that from Jameis' perspective? Not necessarily. From the standpoint, I feel like he might want out. He might feel snubbed. The meme right now for him is uh, it's like a straight face like looking into the distance. And he's like, um, team pays for eye surgery so you can uh, see better. And then signs, and then signs <laughs> Tom Brady. And you're just like, what? But I, but I, but I did this eye surgery for you. This was, this was for you. That my eye, I could see. No, no, what? I can see now, guys. I promise. I'm not gonna throw any more interceptions. But I can see now. But I wipe my own ass. I wipe my own ass. Shout out if you get that reference, that movie reference. But that's what we've seen so far. I'm uh, <clears throat> this off season has been wild already, and then. Uh, of course, we have the whole Cam Newton being let go from the Panthers and that horrible fallout. I don't know what the deal is. I think I think the Panthers are cleaning house head to toe. And so people are like, why would they let go of him? And it's like, well, they got rid of Ron Rivera. Um, I know on the front office side, I feel like there's been some moves that have been made. And I was like, they're just they're they're trying to get fresh start. That's what they're trying to get. They got rid of Kyle Allen. Like they're they're like, no, we're done with everybody. Keep Christian McCaffrey and we'll build around him. And Luke Keekley retired. Uh, holy crap, you know. And so there's the Panthers are basically just like, yeah, we're going to go round up. And it sucks. And now, of course, everyone is saying, well, if they would have dealt him sooner, he would have had options. And, like, playing, yeah, that sucks. But that's just, I'm sorry, that's that's how it goes sometimes. And I, I hate when, this is why I can't watch first a lot of first take undisputed um mainly i i i really really can't stand Stephen a smith anymore at all ever because i don't it's just nonsense coming on but a lot of the talks talk show stuff um sports wise is because they spend so much time in hindsight that it's a little bit annoying like there's i get we all talk about it a little bit like well what have they done this or that or why did they do this but but really, the conversation has been really heavy, in particular as rela- as it relates to Cam, because it's, well, if they should have done this sooner if they knew they were going to do this. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe the decision got made late. But my big thing is, okay, that's fine, but what are we going to do now? Are we going to spend the rest of this hour time slot uh, griping that um, he's not going to find a good landing spot? Because I think at the end of the day, I think someone's going to pick up Cam. He's well, someone might try and pick up Cam, probably not as a starter, 
because things are kind of locked in stone in a lot of ways. People made their quarterback moves already. But if Cam's willing, if he just wants to at least be on a team, that look, you're going to be closer on a team in the second slot than you are off a team just waiting around training. Because you're still going to be in a system, you're going to be in a good rhythm, you're going to be getting those reps. It's going to be second team reps, but I think we, the, everyone out there kind of is like, yeah, Cam's Cam's had plenty of uh, plenty of experience starting. Like he he could he could get inserted into a system and, and start right away and be fine. And so for me, that's what that's what I look at as like surely someone want to pick him up now. Here's the big thing: he's not going to get paid like he wants to. That's the other thing. That's the other underlying thing that has become so big. And um, yeah, if you listen to me, you already kind of know I really don't subscribe to the notion anymore that well he got paid, so you got to give him that. It's like he got paid at, at the cost of what? At the cost of him contending for a Super Bowl? At the cost of them um, being on a on a winning team? I was like, I guess so. I I don't like it because if that becomes the mindset, then it's like, yeah, go get paid because then that that's the message that, that gets sent out there. And so that's what the league becomes is guys just bouncing around to teams trying to get as much money as they can, which it already kind of is in a sense. But, but I mean, even more so, it'll become less about actually winning, getting together and winning and maybe taking a slight pay cut so you can be on a team with a couple other really good people and catch that Super Bowl. Um, because right now, you know what's in question? The Patriots dynasty. Well, not dying. Yeah, in a lot of ways, they. So the I think you see you, there's the end of the air with Tom leaving, and um, we're gonna see who's gonna step up in that place and how they're gonna do. I know, like five years, four or five years ago, it was Jimmy G. And looking at Jimmy G. Now, I think we all said, "Oh, if Tom had just stepped down, then Jimmy G. would have been slinging up in New England, and it would have been like." It would have been like there was no trans, no real like down period between Tom and and Jimmy G. Like in all honesty, I, I think the Patriots still would have been really good. Jimmy G. would have been really good, and they still would have been contending for Super Bowls right where they were. But now that's all in question. Um, as a non-Patriots fan, which you're either a Patriots fan or you hate their guts, um, I'm stoked. I'm ready for them to not be dominant. I'm re- they're still gonna be good. I'm just ready for them to not be dominant, really. And you got the Bills are up and coming. Like, you got... I'm excited to see it. There's been a lot of movement and a lot of parity in the league uh, as of late. And there's the whole DeAndre Hopkins thing, which is wild. But uh, my boy Kyler Murray's getting some help down in Arizona. I think that team... That team... You heard me last season. All season, I was... Preaching their praise, saying they've they've almost come back a lot of times. They've lost a lot of close games. I was like, give them a couple more a year or two, and they could be they could be just right. Be out here contending for stuff, making moves, hitting the playoffs, be be a big deal. And boom, they get DeAndre Hopkins, and I was like, we might be talking about something right here. We might 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 be onto something. But yeah, it's been it's been. A wild ride, <clears throat> and the Eagles. Uh, I feel like they're got rid of Malcolm Jenkins. Sad to see him go. Um, he was a wonderful force to have. Jalen Mills, I think, is going to shift to that spot. So, oh boy, we'll see how he does. Uh, I think he needs to bulk up a little bit so he can be able to. He can sling the heat. <clears throat> he can. He can lay out some dudes. Bring that power that a strong safety has. You know they're fast, but there there's something mean about them, and 
<clears throat> that's what you want in a good, a good strong safety. But um, other than that, haven't seen a whole lot of moves. Jason Peters is gone. Big V's gone. It's gonna be interesting. So the Eagles. I mean, we just we got to get some pieces. I need some. I need some speed from the receivers. I mean, we got Djax, but who knows if he's ever ever gonna be healthy again with the abdomen problem. We need some young talent in that receiving core. Um, I just think back to last year's draft. Right after I talk about hindsight, D, we could have gotten the the uh, Seahawks picked DK Metcalf, and that was a selection after um, the Eagles who got JJ or Sega Whiteside. And I'm just thinking, man, if, imagine if they had drafted DK. Holy crap, him and Carson. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. The NFC is going to be. Uh, Pretty wild again. You got Danny Dimes on his second season. Uh, the Redskins, people like to talk about them like they could have a chance, but I think that's going to stay a revolving door. The Redskins are the Redskins. They're a bad organization. Eagles are going to be about in the same spot. There's going to be some question marks depending on what they pick up skill position-wise. The Cowboys are as dramatic as ever and stealing all of the airtime and headlines. I'm sick of it. I'd rather hear about the Patriots than the Cowboys. I'm so sick of this Dak Prescott nonsense. He wants to be the highest play, highest paid player because being the highest paid quarterback, let's face it, makes you the highest paid player. He wants to be the highest paid player in the league. And for what? For what? Because he's been Mr. Consistently Mediocre. He's had awesome pieces around him and just been, wait a minute, mediocre? Not to say it's all his fault. But the man hasn't done anything spectacular. No, not by any means. He's had one of the best O-lines in history, and now they're losing uh, Frederick, um, who's retiring because he has autoimmune problems. But he's been a big piece of that, so they're losing that. But, you know, you still got Amari, you still got Zeke. Like, you've got a weapon on the outside. You've got a nasty weapon in the backfield. You've got a solid defense. You lost Byron Jones, sure, but you still got a solid defense. And it's like, all right, let's see something. Um, but you want to be paid more than Aaron Rodgers, more than Russell Wilson, more than I don't even know who else is getting paid big money right now, more than any of these other guys. And I don't know, I, this is where I come back to. It's like, I need to get my money. This is what I'm worth. I get fourth round pick. He was a steal. He was a steal. He was a sleeper. Fourth round pick. Only $4 million, four-year contract is his first contract, so that's all he's made. Now, let's be real. He's he's done sponsorships. He's become such a name. Like, he's made more than $4 million. Let's not be crazy. But as far as his player contract, he made $4 million. And I don't even know if there's incentives on that and bonuses. I feel like there probably was. Maybe not, though. So I definitely think he's worth some money. You need to spend some money. But this whole holdout where they couldn't come to an agreement and now they franchise tag him, but they really need to um, try and pay... They, they, they want to try and work out a contract deal. Um, and it's just like, my goodness. And I don't, I, I'm so, I'm so over this right now. Like, and then and there were some people making the case. Yeah. He needs to be, look at his, um, he needs to be the highest paid. Like, yeah, he deserves that. For what? For what? Maybe if he was on a struggling trash team and but he was slinging it and making things happen, and it was like, ah, you are the thing that's holding us together. Then I would consider it. But 
the fact that that's not his position on this team. His team is, wow, he's done good, but I feel like if you insert some other of these mid-level guys around the league, they would also do, like, they would do just fine. Like, literally, insert, I've, maybe not, it could be wrong, but in, you'd, you'd insert some other mid-level, like, you put Nick Foles in there, he'd be fine. You put Gardner Minshew, I think you put, you put Danny Dimes, you put, look, I'm going to say this right now, I think you put Eli Manning in, sub him out for, for Dak, or sub Dak out for, for Eli, and I think Eli thrives. I mean, he's he's derp. He's the ultimate derp of a quarterback, um, but who, who still manages to be great. And I can't wait to get into his Hall of Fame conversation because it's like, wait a minute, what? Did you say Hall of Fame? Eli Man? Are we? What? It's because it's... I don't know. I don't even know where I stand on that. But nonetheless, back to the point. I don't. I don't see him as most in the league, as getting the most money in the league. Like, what case has? What true case has been made? There isn't one. There's not one. He's done good enough. They've made the playoffs. But then you have years like last year with the ragtag Eagles with practice squad players who I hope they've gotten some new medical staff because they need it because that is the underlying concern. When you have seasons, consecutive seasons with this many injuries, something is wrong in the training room. But the ragtag Eagles managed to managed to um, steal the NFC East from them. Woo-ha, I'm about that, of course. Managed to do it even though they were... Struggle busting the entire way, and it was an up and down season. But they were this last um, season's uh, of All or Nothing on Amazon Prime. It was the Eagles. Even if you're not really an Eagles fan, I think it's a great series. Go and watch it. And I think they did a Cowboys a couple years ago, but I decided not to watch them. I don't know. I just wasn't into it. But I was really into the first season with the Cardinals, and then this season with the the Eagles. I wasn't so much into the one with the Rams or the Cowboys because I believe that's the other two teams that have been done. But um, go check it out, but yeah, nonetheless, I'm uh, I'm sorry, and, and and I know not all of this. There's other turmoil in other positions. Football is so much of a team sport that it's not all on the quarterback. But if there is a there there is can be one position that that really can shoulder most of the load and be so involved with everything else, it's the quarterback. Like you are at you're at the helm. Like you're akin to the. The, the coach, the offensive coordinator, the defense coordinator, they're at the helm leading these, leading the, their respective um, squads to victory. And so it's like, you got to set the tone. you got to do all that stuff. And I'm not saying he's done a bad job necessarily by any means. I just don't think he's a max money, as in the most money in the league uh, type guy. Because you look at Russell Wilson, he's piecing stuff together. Aaron Rodgers, he's piecing stuff together. You look at, shoot, I'm going to make it. You look at Carson Wentz. He was the only thing consistent. That's a, that's proof for you deserve the money you're getting paid because he, he's on a $100 million contract making 27 a year. But he's I think he's earned that because when everything else has fallen to the wayside and you've got practice squad players, Carson's managed to stay out here slinging and done just enough to keep the team winning. Now that's a case. We haven't seen that from Dak at all. And I'm not faulting him for having such a great situation. All I'm saying is it becomes really hard to make that max money case with this situation. And because when you have all these all the right pieces around you and you don't make it to NFC uh, 
title games. You don't make you know make strong go deep into the playoffs, win your division year in year out. I understand you could have one or you know you could have a season where it goes wrong, but like by and large. Things should be clicking, and you should be you should be making real moves. Which this also goes to prove to you that just because you have the on paper talent doesn't mean that translates to the field. You got to have. It's not just about having good pieces. You got to have the right pieces around you. Um, as the Cleveland Browns have so often proved us over the last two decades, with all their changing new head coaches, new play callers, new quarterback every single season, they don't give anybody more than a year or two, and so it's like they don't even have time to develop their system and work and build relations, build a locker room, build a team. It's it's there's it's such a revolving door that it's not going to be successful. Them and the Redskins, same sort of thing. But, um, and I think you could take some of their quarterbacks, the Redskins and the Browns quarterbacks over the past several years and put them in the Dallas Cowboys situations and they would do on par with what Dak has done. Maybe a couple of them maybe would even do better, but I'm just really, I'm just over this conversation as a whole. That's all I see in the headlines. They talk about it every single day and I get, there's nothing else to talk about, but at this point, let's just do, let's just pull a bill self and let's just commentate. Let's play the game muted or mute the commentary on a, on a classic game and just, do new commentary over. Like, I, I'd rather hear that. Um, so, yeah, but there, there's that. And then uh, new Rams logo. What are your thoughts? I'm more or less fine with it. Uh, it's gotten a lot of hate and flack, and they're like, this sucks. Um, I think they think it's people call it, like, too simple and stuff like that. And here's my thing. Anytime you have new logos and branding changes, oh, my gosh. Let the critics come out of the woodworks. Everyone and their mom is all of a sudden a marketing and branding and advertising expert. And like, well, you should have done this. I would have done this or that or that. Well, then why aren't you the one in the in the room designing it? Oh, oh, you just been an overlooked graphic designer all your life? And is that why you're working at Arby? Like, I, I don't mean to berate these people, but it's just one of those situations where everybody becomes a critic out of nowhere. And... I don't know. I saw someone was like, I took 15 minutes and I made this logo and it looked uh, really, 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 I really close to the the new Rams logo. Like it was really similar. But at the same time, I'm like, so is that your measuring stick? Like, does it need to be super intricate and complex to be a good logo? No, actually, people find that usually the simpler logos are the more successful ones. It's easy to remember. It's easy to recreate. It's appealing to the eye. There's not a lot going on. I don't know. I'm fine with their new logo. I could really care less though, too, at the same time. But I'm totally cool with that logo. I think it's good. I think I think it looks fine. It's whatever. Um, I think it's gonna be totally fine. And but of course, you know, anytime you have new logos or branding come out, you're always gonna have just a wave of hate and dissent. So. Is what it is, but I want to know your thoughts on what you think of the new logo. Is do you think it's too simplistic? Do you think they could have gone a better direction? Um, I mean, it's just kind of middle. Like I'm just really apathetic towards it when it comes down to it. Like I really, I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me, but I'm also not like I, I don't like hate it. And honestly, I think that's kind of a problem. I think I would rather either absolutely hate it or or be all about it. And I'm not either. I think I think being very vanilla in the middle of the road like that is actually a problem because then yeah you're gonna get a lot of hate and you're gonna get some people liking it but I think you're not making a, an impact. I think you need to make an impact on and and say and really drive people either towards really liking it or not liking it at all. I don't think you should be doing 
um, just very middle of the road. I think you need to be driving it towards one or the other. But that's just me. That's just me. So I'm going to close out, uh, shifting gears a little bit. For to UFC news, um, I th- it felt like deja vu. So you know how they're playing replays of everything, like all the classic events, and like the UFC's been showing a lot of their um, uh, recent really big UFC events. <clears throat> well, <laughs> I thought this was. I thought they started doing that with headlines when I saw that John Jones got arrested for DWI and um, negligent use of a firearm yesterday but turns out that was real and that was current that wasn't uh, that wasn't anything from four or five years ago that was real and current and all I could do was shake my head and just just kind of like this whole Dak Prescott thing just look at John like John Jones and be like dude you are such an amazing fighter you could you would have gone you would have been Anderson Silva but even better in, in terms of how you go down in history. And now you're just going to be remembered as like a Marcus Dupree. The best that never was. Because you keep doing this. Oh, it's so painful to see the same cycle over and over again. And just this talent seemingly squandered. But I think that's the curse of having so much talent a lot of the times. Is it, you end up in this in this place and, and, and doing self-harm. Where it's because nothing... Is really that difficult? I don't really know. I don't know. But, yep, same old story. And, I mean, luckily everything's shut down, so it's not like the, Uf- the UFC is UFC events going to get canceled necessarily. But he's, like, 31 now. Like, dude, he's eh, – I'm over him. I'm over it. I'm over it. Either stay gone or stay clean. But I'm tired of it. And you know what I think the problem is? As I think, like, a lot of times when you, when you see people that – or try and recover from um, drug use, alcoholism, a lot of stuff. Any, whatever it may be, you the best thing typically that happens to them is they get they get physically out of wherever they were and wherever all these problems occurred. So I think what you see with John Jones a lot of times is he trains out in New Mexico. It's where his gym is, is Albuquerque, and all of this has generally happened in New Mexico, where he lives and trains. And that's really tough to do in your situation when it comes to fighting because you're part of a camp and or you're part of a certain team and you fight under so-and-so and they're based out of there. But if you truly want to beat these sort of things and get out of these cycles, really the best thing you can do is get away. Get physically. If, if all this bad crap keeps happening to you in Albuquerque, you need to go somewhere else and stay somewhere else and really don't come back there because what happens is is recidivism. You see high recidivism in in these sort of situations because you know what we go back oh I'm comfortable here and this is what I'm used to doing and oh these are the people I hang out with that I hung out with and so it's so easy to reconnect and rekindle those flames and get back in those bad situations that you have to remove yourself so you can't be caught up in that situation and, and, and can't be caught up in something like that and to me at this point that's really the solution that I see and you know who, who am I what kind of expert am I nothing at all I'm just another dude but that's that's the way that I see it. I'm 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 just so tired of it. It's just like oh, again, really? Like this is gonna happen? It's like every time that you walk out of the house and you go to go somewhere and you get in your car and you realize wallet or 
phone or what oh I forgot to do this thing or I forgot to turn the light off whatever and you and so like and then that becomes your habit is every time you leave the house you can you always have to leave it twice is, is, is that's what I call it is you go you get out in the car and it's like oh nope just kidding gotta go back inside real quick grab this thing and then I'm really leaving for sure or even worse you get down the street and realize I forgot this thing that I needed so you gotta turn around and go back to the house you run into that habit it's the same sort of thing it's like you fall into that habit and breaking that habit is can be really tough and the crappy thing about that situation is you're stuck at home living and you gotta live in the same place that you're living in but what you have to try and figure out is how can I change up my routine and re reprogram myself but um yeah give me your thoughts on when you think John is John Jones situations I'm sick of it he's such a great fighter I either want to see him stay clean and be able to fight and be able to make this legacy of being arguably one of the greatest fighters of all time or I want to see him just bounce out and be gone and done be do- I don't want. I don't want to see this back and forth. It's too. Just it's it's too hard to deal with. I'm just done with it. But all right, I think that's been enough for today. Gone about half an hour here, so uh, I'm gonna leave it at that. <clears throat> um, or am I? I had one more thing. <sighs> do I really want to dive into it? Oh yeah, I'll close. I'll do a quick close on this. So. I was on Reddit the other day, and, um, you know, I, I, I must be some kind of masochist because I just can't leave it be sometimes. I'm like, I just got to say a little something, and I'm not really going to get into, like, a big comment, comment war or, 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 or argument on the Internet because those never go well. But eh, let's at least throw my thoughts in there. And then, oh, my gosh, the hate that came back. So, first of all, I want to say what I really what – what I was talking about was really people were criticizing prayer at a time like this. Um, Cause here in Oklahoma, they did that. They had a prayer and it was on the news and the governor was there and it was just like prayer for a hard time. And of course, Reddit being kind of the atheistic left, more left leaning um, way that it is in general. It, um, the hate came out. It was like, man, this is so stupid, all this stuff. And I was just like, and, and someone made the case like, you know, oh, prayer doesn't work because we wouldn't be in a pandemic if it did. I was like, well, that's idiotic way to think. That's terrible reasoning. Um, and I was like, hey, man, like that's that's not realistic. Like that's bad. Like that doesn't really make much sense, honestly. Like if that's your your case in point, and I was like, you that's a very shallow understanding of religion, specifically Christianity, and 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 when you even get into the philosophical depths of like something beyond ourselves of being, if we are if we are if we are subsequent or uh, uh, derived from another greater being, but we're only a piece of it or only contain pieces of it, and like we're basically like a picture, we're a two dimensional picture of a three dimensional being. It's like there is so much outside of our comprehension that we don't understand about the situations. And so uh, we have a very finite, limited way of seeing things. So it's just like, it's very arrogant. And, and oh, before I get into that, and of course they came back and were like, no, you're stupid. Like science is, you know, we, we basically the case was that like we used, we used religion and God to explain away things we didn't understand. But now we understand so much and we're, and the, we're exponentially understanding things at a greater speed um, every day. And so I was like, so with that premise then, the premise there is super arrogant, is saying that, like, we've outsmarted the need for God. And that's what other people chimed in, and that's what they said, essentially. It was like, yeah, 
we know so much about the world and universe through science that we don't need God anymore. Basically, it was what it is, is. We don't need these fairy tales. And I was like, hmm. So the fact that we, as we understand more, because this is the way that I see it. Because, yeah, sure, here's the thing. is we, It gets pitched as, like, here's what we know, here's what we know. But science is constantly changing and we're evolving the way we're thinking. And so that's the problem is it's very fluid. And so it's it'll be, you know, one day you'll have something like this is the way that things are. But then 20 years down the road, it'll say, actually... It's like, ah, oh, this is the new this is the new theory, but because it's been a gradual shift, it's kind of like how you can't see yourself like as you go to get in shape or something like that, or people let themselves go. You see yourself every day, so you don't see the subtle changes, but then when you go six weeks down the line, all of a sudden you're like, wow, I look way better. Or if you look back at a picture of yourself, and that's why you do the side-by-sides, it's like, oh, wow, I can see the change there. I couldn't really notice the subtle changes. It's kind of the same thing in, in some aspect as it relates to as we evolve and add to the theories and slightly shift shift what we understand based on our findings, then down the road we can be a lot, a lot different. Uh, the conclusion could be a lot different than the original one, but we don't really notice that or really acknowledge that like we weren't necessarily wrong about things, but weren't right either. We understand more, sure, but there there are things that were wrong. And I know, the case that I made was basically that uh, we understand as we continue to explore the universe and see how infinitely complex and large it is, which is my perception, and even looking at our own selves, I mean, how much we don't understand about the human body. There, The fact that, like, there are certain things, like, we, we, the brain, even. How much do we actually know about the brain? Well, we know a good amount, but, like, we, there's actually so much more that we don't even understand how it operates. And there's so much that we really, that we, that we kind of know, we might know the mechanisms, but we don't know, there's so much unknown about it. It's kind of, it's a classic, um, understanding that like i think as we come from child to adulthood or adolescence to adulthood you see that the more that you and as you start to learn more and more and your perspective becomes larger the more you learn the more you realize that you don't know it's like ah i thought i knew so much but now that i know this i realize there's i i don't it's like i thought i was in a pond but as i've um as i've tried to swim to the shore i realize this is a lot bigger than I re- than than thought, or maybe even a scuba diver, where it's like you're diving close to the shore, and it's like ah, I know everything about this, but then you go off the shelf, and you're like oh no, and you realize it's thousands of meters deep, thousands of feet deep, and you say oh, there's so much that I don't know. That's basically the continuation of what we're realizing, and there's so many so many species and things out there that we don't even know about, and. We've developed what I would call good, sound, logical theories about a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like a lot of it you can't disprove. And a lot of it is, is quote-unquote, proven. Or at least that's the way we perceive it. It's like, oh, this is a fact. This is a scientific fact. Well, the problem is that science shifts, though. And to me, I see it as like as we see how infinitely big and large and, comp- and complex the universe and everything that we know is. And as we learn more, it's just it's that it's that continuation of like ah we thought we knew so much but there's so much more out here there's this much more and it's like wow i i don't even know how to to me that that makes a case that like maybe there is something beyond ourselves because as it's infinitely complex and large and you think about what is the description of god he is all powerful all knowing um he is everywhere he and it's like so 
this is where you can get real mystical and be like, the universe is God. But like in a lot of ways, when you when you look at it from that perspective, it's like, what are you describing then? You're describing something that you're describing. Oh, there is something beyond this then that we don't know. Basically, I'm saying the possibility is totally open. And for people to be like, we've learned so much that we don't need this anymore. We've learned past that. It's the most arrogant thing I've ever heard to sit there. The moment that you think that you've got it all figured out, how many times has life punched you in the throat or face or both to be like, yeah, you don't have it all figured out. And I think that's, to me, it's just, it's so, so it's, it's more narrow minded and almost more, if you want to call classically religious to be that, to, to hold that mindset in a lot of ways that like <clears throat> beyond the physical world, that's all that there is. And we figured it all out basically. And they're not, I know I might be kind of straw manning there when they say that they're, that's not what they're saying is that they haven't figured it all out, but they're saying they have enough figured out and that we keep learning so much that we can basically explain almost everything. Except the problem is we can't really truly can't. We, we can explain the mechanisms, but the sources and where they actually come from and a lot of times in the whys we really don't know and science isn't really built to explain the whys I get it but the hows and so I don't know to me I just sit back and I was like you're going to so readily discount and then the funny thing is too is me coming out as even exploring the possibility that there is there is deity greater than us and that's what I'm leaving at I'm not even coming at it and saying I'm a Christian I'm just saying I'm, I'm generalizing even further back and saying that that yeah why not why not is there a possibility and and here's a rational line of thinking to say that like there could be something beyond us and you could never prove it or disprove it that's the thing they're talking like they disproved it haven't can't disprove it because if you can't prove it, you can't disprove it well generally but you can't do either of those fully you may think you can but you can't fully and you can't do that so it's not really something like you're in no position to be like, yeah, it's not there or, you know, to, to shut the door on that totally. And I don't, I just think it's so silly to be like, that's the way we think. And what's funny though, is me just coming from that permissive, like, Hey, there's a possibility out there, right? Taking a very agnostic, um, which I think I've talked about how I don't, I'm not really a big fan of agnostics, but just for the sake of this debate, I was like, I'll just take an agnostic kind of, kind of I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm easing into, it. I'm not coming at it saying like, you know, full blown, um, <clears throat> Christianity is the only one, which is what I believe. And, and, and really coming hard because I know I would be absolutely, I wouldn't be demolished necessarily, but they would just start to roast me and be like, you're pushing your religion on me. You crazy Christian. But, they, I just try and make a, a small appeal and a small consensus. Be like, surely you can give me this step, right? You can, you can concede this, this little tiny baby step. Nope. Got called a science denier and, um, <laughs> got, and then the, my favorite though, from all of this. Yeah. So someone called me a crazy science denier and told me to F off all this crazy stuff. And I was like, holy crap. First of all, let me just say. I am always willing to extend the benefit of the doubt that to give you the general respect that you <clears throat> that you are a smart, capable person. I'm I will do my very best to only be critical of your ideas, but I will extend the human human respect that I believe that every person deserves that I want to be extended to me. I will always do that. Um, but this is the internet, and that is not how they came at me. Only personal attacks based on nothing, just what that I said right there. And they jumped to all the assumptions and conclusions. And I was just want to be like, this is the most immature thing I've ever seen. I was like, and you think you're the 
oh, you're the science logic reason one. I was like, but you're not, but you're no way personable or really being logical about this, saying that uh, a dissenting or opposing opinion is absolutely stupid and crazy. And one where I, I really appealed to it from a sense of, from a logical standpoint and gave decent, gave good reasoning. And it's, well, it wasn't anything kooky or crazy that I said even, but it's just funny to see, uh, saw that. And then, um, the other one was they could, someone, someone went crazy girlfriend or crazy ex-girlfriend on me, went and investigated, went set, they investigated my Reddit history like what I post on and what I comment on because they, they let off with this guy posts on uh, Steven Crowder and shit. Uh, he's definitely don't even give him the time of day because he's the crazy racist inbreed and like went in and called me a racist, called me basically a cousin kisser, like all this crazy stuff. Like he's the crazy cousin lover that we, that we all have to deal with. And I was just like, what in the world? I was like, first of all, I'm flattered that you went the crazy. I was like, who's really the crazy one here? You're the one that went and had to look through my Reddit history and say, I'm a closet racist, which is hilarious because you're citing Steven Crowder as why I'm a closet racist. And I was like, I, I to that one, I just responded, you are the problem. This is the problem. I extend decency and common courtesy and common res- human to human respect that you, that, that I'm respecting the fact that you can say these things and, and let's have a conversation about your ideas. And what do you end up doing? You say, no, you're, I, you really, you make these accusations and claims based upon really nothing. You just look at where I have posted and say, oh yeah, he's totally a racist. Don't even give him the time. Today. I was like, that's the problem with today though. You don't want to talk with any type of, po- not even opposing, but just a little bit of a dissenting opinion or idea. And it's just like the, do you not see how childish you are? And of course they came back and said, I'm the problem because blah, blah, blah. I'm a science denier. And I said, when did I ever deny science? I said, science points to something greater than us. I said, it's, it's in a lot of ways, people through science find God. I know for me, that's what it is. And sure, I have the worldview, a Christian worldview, and that's the lens that I look through. But the more that I, the more that I learn about science and the deeper I go, the more in the back of my mind, I constantly having a thought of there is something beyond us. There is a creator out there. There is like, and, but, but at the end of the day, I do understand that's not something you can, you can't examine God from a scientific perspective because the entire premise, and this is what I'm going to close with, the entire premise around God is an all-knowing, all-powerful, all-encompassing being who is outside of our physical world as we know it can defy made all the rules of all all the laws of physics and the rules of our physical world and bounds and and is infinitely greater and bigger than us so tell me how can we prove that prove something that is allegedly totally outside of our our realm like he is at every moment in his time he looks at time like we look at a line on a piece of paper. And that is everything in the entire history of the world happening all at once. And he can interject himself anywhere is, is the premise. How do, you, how do you physically prove that? You can only, I only have, there's only finite words and description and understanding for us to be able to describe what it is. Come back to, it's, the, it's a two-dimensional picture trying to describe the three-dimensional person that they are a picture of. 
It's a Monopoly piece trying to describe the creator of Monopoly to the other pieces, even though all the Monopoly pieces know is Monopoly in and of itself. How do you describe that? How do you adequately use terms that you know? And that's what I come back to is, yeah, how do you prove that with science? And when that is the premise. And so that's why this really isn't much of a debate. More so, I'm just trying to say like, hey, there could be something outside of ourselves. And I think in a lot of ways, science almost points to it in some aspect because, you know, here's the thing. You're saying we're learning exponentially faster. But the thing is, as we you figured, okay, so the the purview should get of what we don't know should get narrower and narrower because we're learning, everything is being learned. But the problem is we're seeing, we're, we're quickly learning that we were just looking out of, we were just looking out of a straw out of a window. And now we're not looking out of a straw. We're looking out of the window and say, Oh, there's so much more to be seen. And now what's happening is we're opening the window and sticking our head out and we're seeing, Oh my gosh, there's so much more to see. This is an old, and and it's just like, oh, okay, so there's so much more than first we were just looking at a patch of grass. Then we were just looking at the patch of grass, the tree, and part of a fence out the window. Now we see the entire backyard. Pretty soon we're going to be on the roof and we're going to see the entire neighborhood. And then it's like, you see what I'm saying? That's the continuation. Um, but it was, I didn't, wow, really went <laughs> went way down that rant further than I wanted to, but... My basic premise is the level of arrogance that it takes to be able to say that sort of thing is just mind boggling to me. I'm so I like, and maybe, and really what I, what really gets me is I don't care if that's a belief that you hold, but can we talk about the ideas around that? Can we talk about the ideas themselves instead of you just saying, I'm a science denying closet racist because I like Steven Crowder and believe that there is a God beyond, there is a, some sort of deity, greater being, creator, whatever you want to call it, beyond our physical world that we know. That is hilarious. Who's the closed-minded one here is really the question that I pose. Who's really closed-minded? Who's really intolerant? Who's really denying logic and reason? Not me. When have I done that once in this? In fact, I've acknowledged the fundamental difference between Acknowledging a God takes a leap of faith and, and can't be proven through, through science. Sounds more logical and reasonable. And maybe this is just me because I'm talking to myself here. But that sounds more logical and reasonable than what got spouted at me. Accusations of being a racist. Accusations of, <laughs> of saying, saying don't, don't talk to this guy. He's just a cuckoo. The problem is, I just want to look at him and say, that's why Trump got got elected. That's why you're seeing a resurgence of the pro-life movement is because people fundamentally believe that this is, there are some people that are so close-minded, they believe this is so outdated and they live in these freaking echo chambers because they don't want to allow anyone else's opinion to come up and, or dissenting opinion to come up that they deny that there is about, there is 50 to 60% of the population who believes differently than them. And that's the problem. You can't, it's, it's such a childish way to think, to say, oh no, outside of what I know and what I believe, there is not, and like to, to literally forcibly deny, like, no, that's not true. Like my sister told me recently, um, in her government class this semester, there was a kid and they were talking about approval ratings and the professor said, what do you think Trump's approval rating is? And he said like 10% or something like that. And they said, oh, it's actually 45, 49, whatever it was at the time, 49%. And the kid lost his mind and said, no, that's not right. I don't believe it. And, they, and the teacher said, no, this is a Gallup poll. It's a nationally recognized nonpartisan. Like it is where so many of the polls come from. Like it's a very trusted source. It's accurate. And the kid just, the kid 
could not accept it, would not accept it. Not not necessarily could not, but was so was so deep into that rabbit hole of this can't be true. I, Trump is the devil and everyone hates him and everyone's on the same page. It's childish way of thinking and everyone thinks the same way and everyone's on the same left liberal page. No. The problem is those voices are a lot of times just the loudest and, the main, and, and a lot of the mainstream media go, goes more that direction than the other direction is what I'll say. And, and just couldn't accept it. And I was like, there you go. You know what's being, you know what's, you know what's the adult thing? You know what's called being mature? Understanding their purviews outside of the one that you hold that, that can be reasonably attained. There are unreasonable cuckoo ones, sure, but the thing you always, even then, you, what you have to realize is this person got to a place where this made sense to them. And that's where we come, people, people go based off their experience and what makes sense to them. And you can reason and justify a lot of things that don't, that really, when you think, when you can step back and think about it or have a, another opinion come in, really may not make that much sense. But I, who am I kidding? It's the, it's the freaking internet. These comment thread Kings and Queens who run the world. And you know, that that's what it is. You're hiding behind a keyboard and, uh, and, and so you're willing to just, spout like I I would love to see those people say that to my face and I'm sure you know I'm sure there's one of them that would say that sort of thing to my face but I don't think the other ones would if we were sitting down in a cafe and and having this conversation I a I don't think they'd want to have this conversation they'd feel uncomfortable b I don't think they would have said everything that I said I would have said to their face in person I don't think they would have done the same to me and I don't know what necessarily what the point of my rant is. I'm not necessarily sitting here saying it needs to be different. I'm just trying to more so hold the mirror to society in a very, um, to be poetic about it, even though I'm not a poet and I'm not even right. Like I'm wrong all the time and that's fine. But just acknowledging the fact that being open to other sides of things and understanding and respecting that there are other, there are other ways of thinking is that's really what being mature is. And I just want to call on everyone who listens this like let's let's do that. And that's why I have this is to be able to express my full thoughts and opinions and not worry about any sort of constraints, but also I want to bring more people on and I want to, and I want to be able to and I want what I want this to be is I want this to be a true conversation. And whether you actually come on the podcast or you just email in and you disagree with me, that's what I want to call for. That's why I do appreciate Connor, the the always listener, frequent emailer. Huge shout out to you because you know what? Even though it's a narrow listener base and it's him and a few other people really, <laughs> so many times his emails, I'll say, I'll just talk to you directly, Connor. So many times your emails, I, I'm sitting here and when you're by yourself and you're talking to yourself and you're working through thought processes, it all can make perfect sense. But a lo- but what you're missing is you're missing that other, that person who can be thinking from a different perspective or from a different angle and say, well, what about this? And then it's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. So many times, Connor, your emails come in and you're like, well, here's this, here's, you know, my thoughts. And what about thinking about this angle of perspective? I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And it opens up my perspective and takes me out of really what can be a pigeonhole a lot of times because you get stuck in a rut in a lot of ways in, in, in the way I'm thinking. And you offer a fresh a fresh take, if you will, on it, that, that really, that kind of opens up my perspective a little bit and basically reminds me like, Hey dude, there are other ways to look at this. And it wasn't so clean cut and dry. It was more gray. 
more of a gray area. <laughs> so I think that's a perfect place to close there, though, and just say, send me an email. Um, <laughs> or leave me a voice message. TheRamblingViking at gmail.com is where you can email me. That's TheRamblingViking at gmail. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash TheRamblingViking. And that's where you'll find my podcast page. And Anchor actually allows you to leave voice messages. So you could leave me an audio message if you want. Or maybe you want to come on the show and have a more long-form conversation. Let's do that too. Email me, TheRamblingViking at gmail.com. Or find me on Anchor or and, uh, <clears throat> and give me a listen. Give me your thoughts. If you want to come on, let me know and we can figure out how to arrange that. I'm trying to, uh, because I think having, if we have more avenues with a healthy conversation, meaning there are more, there, we build the media that is out there to be more healthy conversations, I think that'll turn the tides in a lot of ways of showing people that, A, it's, it's normal everyday people who can have opposing opinions to you, but B, is that you can have, these are, these are normal regular people, they're not evil, they're not, you don't need to cover your ears and shout la 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 I can't hear you you can have just a regular conversation with them so but uh, alright I've got to close that after that I've ranted and rambled enough I want to thank you for listening uh, shout out to Connor as always and um, want to get you on the podcast here soon so uh, we'll figure figure that out maybe this weekend or something um, let me know how you guys are doing on Corona and I'm actually I'm I'm in a really good position where I'm I'm actually would like to if someone if someone does need in, in some kind of need or need help in some way um I would like to tr- at least try and maybe help in some way because I'm in a position where my wife's a nurse so she's working just as much as ever I'm um getting I'm working from home but getting my full salary still so and we had stocked up on toilet paper and groceries so we have plenty of all of those things so I'm looking to um, if you're out there and you are in need in some sort of way, let me know, um, too. And, uh, maybe we can, hopefully we can figure I can help in some way, even if it's just a small way. Um, but stay strong out there. Don't uh, stay busy, stay working on something, uh, try and improve yourself, improve in some, some way, shape or form and try and get better. Use this time. Um, also relax though. I think there is the, the Sabbath, uh, mentality is important. I'm ranting and rambling again. I'm ending this I'm ending this episode right now. Thank you for listening. The Rambling Viking at gmail.com, anchor.fm slash the Rambling Viking. Let me know your thoughts. Until next time, thank you for listening.